All right. Hello, everyone. I'm live. If you can tell, like I'm going directly live on Facebook lately because something happened to my e-cam. So my video guys troubleshooting it with me. I was all excited with my intros and outros and my cool technology. Uh, so what happens when you have cool technology is there's always something more that can go wrong, but that's okay. It's still really cool. So I'm still going to get it to work. So all right, today in today's podcast, welcome. My name's Mia Paulus, Simplicity and Business and Life podcast. And today we are going to talk about how to achieve financial freedom through outsourcing. And there are lots of ways to achieve financial freedom. You can uh, debt, be debt free, you can save money on your taxes, things like that. But I think that leveraging time is one of the best ways that you can achieve financial freedom through. And really, it's obviously through outsourcing. So with that said, let's go ahead and get started and then we'll get right into it. No, it doesn't have to be so hard. No, it doesn't have to be so hard. Business and life made simple. Let's first talk about what financial freedom is. Um, I think it uh, means different things to different people. Obviously, I think the, the the definition most of us are used to is that you have enough residual income that you can live kind of the rest of your life without working or, you know, you can really retire and, and you have that financial independence and financial freedom where you don't have to worry about everything. Uh, but I think it's pretty relative anymore. Like, I think people are getting pretty creative on what financial freedom means to them. And uh, for instance, I know there was a young couple, I, I don't know the name of them, but they, in the news, they talked about um, how they retired early and they were traveling over the world. And then when COVID hit, they lost a lot of um, their savings. and They had to go back to work and do different things. So like, I know like to them, like you might say, well, then they weren't financially independent. But if they're able to make some passive income on the side and they're young enough, you know, they can take a little more risk and they're probably OK with that. So I always, as you find in these podcasts, if you've listened to a lot of them, I talk a lot about knowing like what your purpose is, like what is your gut saying that you need to do? I think that's really important. Uh, I'm not here to tell you that this is your financial track you should go on and you should retire at this age and this is what you need to do. Uh, you know, I want you to go deep in yourself and be like, okay, this is what I feel like I need to do. And this is what financial independence means for me. And this is what's important to me. Like for me, I like house projects. I like making my house nice, things like that. So I probably require a little bit more money than other people do from that perspective because it it brings me joy like building and creating within my home and so like but for you you might want to live in a tiny home or in a, a little camper and travel the world and you're okay with that like it means different things to different people and that is okay um my background is in accounting and finance um, I'm more definitely more of an entrepreneur and a visionary, but I'm grateful for the knowledge that I learned. But I have to say, I don't think I was ever taught the value of leveraging time. You were, t I was, was, I was taught a lot about the compounding interest and, and how that works, and and uh, which is obviously great. You know, compounding your interest year over year is wonderful, and I don't want to downplay that. But I think there's so much, especially this day and age, there's just so much to do in life, and. Um, and if you're an entrepreneur in business, like there's so many things that you have to do as a business owner anymore um, in order to keep your customers happy and keep your employees happy. And so it's just a lot more than you can handle on your own anymore. Um, so again, financial freedom 
means different things to different people. And we all have different purposes and don't downplay that. One of the things I just listened to somebody, an influencer talk about how you shouldn't create a service company, you should only create a product company. And, and I understand the reason and I'll tell you the reason. And I can't, you know, that can't refute his, his reason because it's true. But like, let's say I go and I sell one book or I sell a hundred thousand books. The amount of work to sell one versus a hundred thousand isn't a lot more. Yeah, you have more probably customer um, experience related stuff. Um, and if you have a fulfillment company, they probably handle a lot of that. So again, that's outsourcing, but they're able to handle a lot of those fulfillments for those books. But the thing is, is that um, if all I was concerned about is like what business model was the easiest and was gonna make me the most money the quickest, I would not do the business that I have. I probably have created one of the most complicated business on, businesses you could do. And, but the reason why I did it was is the only way I could find to solve the problems that I saw business owners facing. Uh, it requires me to have a lot of employees. It requires me to have a good culture. It requires me to be able to scale fast. It requires us to learn, know a lot of things, have a lot of process, have a lot of technology, um, continuing to adapt all the different platform changes and people's you know, customers requirements and what employees are wanting. I mean, there's just a lot to always be on top of. And uh, I always joke that if I wanted to uh, make money, I just kept being a call center and, and only doing call center stuff. Now, I'm not sure call center is even the best business to be in because it's so, well, it's more omni-channel. But um, anyway, so I always just realized that I you have to do what your gut and what's calling you to do. And, uh, and don't downplay that. And even if you're not feeling, um, maybe the, the support you need from family or friends and, um, it's tough, but you gotta make sure you're obviously communicate to them and explain to them. But sometimes you might not have that support for, for quite a while. Um, sometimes it takes having success, financial success for you to get the support. Um, but just, so I just want to just, Hit that home because I think that's so important and something that we discount and that's really what makes us so un unhappy. And so while I'm talking about financial freedom today, I really feel like it, it has to coincide with being true to who you are. So I always want to just take, uh, have that point be reiterated. All right. So the two best ways you can make money is either to outsource your work or to create passive income. And obviously you can create passive income through maybe some ad ad revenue, or uh, like if you're a blog writer, you can create it through ad revenue or different investments and real estate could be is considered passive income and things like that. Um, but if you think the person that can really leverage their time the best is really the one that can make money. So just look at it from like an employee perspective. Um, this happens with just an employee's trend to work up within a company. How do employees start to make more money? Well, they have to get more resourceful. They need other people working underneath them that can do a lot of their busy work. And they, they stay more in that strategic realm and, and really can um, manage teams. And they so in a sense, they're, they're outsourcing a lot of the other functions so they can stay more high level, more strategic, be at the helm. And that allows employees to increase their wage. And so um, that's why it's important to reward those employees that can do that because they're able to leverage their time more, which makes them worth more. And uh, I think there's this trend in the world where everybody to get paid the same, but that's going to throw off that, that, uh, 
that ability to want to be strategic and be able to be more resourceful and be able to leverage your time. And it's the same thing with business owners. If you think about, there's a stat that says 80% of business owners, or no, the average business owner has 80% of their wealth tied up in their, or not their wealth, their net worth tied up in their business. And um, that's a lot, (laughs) Uh, which means that we're obviously dumping a lot of money into our businesses instead of into other investments and things. And, And it's because it takes money to get to the next level. And so I get the reason. Um, but I think that's why it's important to have that exit and transition strategies. We have a partner that we work with and is our contract CFO that we have. And and it's great to really kind of look at the big picture and look at our long-term goals and and make sure that what we're doing today um, works with our, our long-term goals. Like, what does wealth mean to you? What does financial freedom mean to you? Um, and the way I define freedom, this is kind of a definition I've kind of used universally is uh, the right to choose who you who and what you align with. And uh, like I always think like freedom isn't just a free for all. It's really just knowing what it is that matters to you and having the freedom to choose. Like these are the people I want to associate with. This is the way I want to. Uh, these are the groups I want to hang out with. These are, you know, like we, we don't ever want to take away that freedom because we know ourselves better than anybody else will ever know. And so so I think that same thing you know, works for financial, what, what wealth means and financial independence means to you. It, uh, you want that freedom to be able to choose that lifestyle you want and then figure out how to get there back into it. Uh, one of the things I love to talk about is like the preamble. I I love it. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Like we all are entitled to pursue happiness. And, uh, and I love that because, um, you know, that's what life, life's more meant to have joy. We're meant to have um, happiness. And the only person that is going to know how to do that is, is you. And you're going to be the one to know what, what happiness means to you. And so, um, so now let's get a little deeper into outsourcing and how that can maybe help fulfill your goals. Um, I was at a conference, uh, that Tony and Dean Graciosi put on a conference this last weekend. It's a three day virtual event. I had actually gone just for two days. Um, but Dean had made the comment and I love to actually listen to these conferences because I love to hear what entrepreneurs are feeling and what the pain points are. And and because I'm always looking to help solve those problems. And so uh, Dean had talked about how one of the biggest questions he always gets is how when should I start my team and when is a good time to, you know, I'm just starting out. But how do I know when I need to hire my first person? And he says, you know, he always tells people, you just need to start first. And uh, they get sometimes we have these we we put the intentionally put these roadblocks in place where it's like, okay, if I focus on hiring a team, then I'm never going to start my business in the first place. Um, But I thought about it and I thought about outsourcing it and the benefits outsourcing creates. It uh, allows you to start building your team from day one because it, it allows you to start learning to let go day one in your business. And if you're day you're 20 in your business and you still haven't learned to let go. You know, this is this will apply to you, too. But if you're just starting out and you're like, when do I need to hire that person? You know, the cool thing with outsourcing is it's scalable and grows with you. And you can start to pick the things that, you know, you can let go of first, like that you're you're not going to have a hard time letting go of. And then it kind of teaches you to get used to productivity and what what having a team and what outsourcing really does. Uh, because I think that's such a big struggle with businesses is knowing how to let go. 
And uh, and so I thought about like Dean's comment. It's like, well, if you outsource, you really could start a team early. Because think about like I'm a huge believer in like having a brand guide. And if a brand guide is really like all of the different like visual requirements of your brand, uh, once you have that, you know, you have a little investment and you're able to do so much, so much quicker in your company. I mean, I know it helps us out so much when we have that for clients and for ourselves and we can just move and make decisions quicker. Um, so like things like that, that can happen day one. Your website can happen day one. Getting your accounting accounting started can happen day one. And so you can just learn to get rid of those things. And if maybe you're not willing, ready to do it in your business yet, because you, you're still like trying to get over some of those trusts and fears that you have, like you have to trust people. You have to realize that, you know what, like I know that I can't get further faster by doing everything myself. Start, but if so, if you do struggle with that, maybe start with outsourcing a couple things around your house, somebody to do your lawn, somebody to do your laundry, clean your house. Um, I mean, we we a lot of times have financial advisors or accountants, so we're, we're outsourcing those things. Um, it's really just lovely making outsourcing bigger and broader because, again, you're learning to leverage your time and you're learning to be like, OK, if I get this off my plate, if I'm not having to think about this then I can spend more time getting my first 10 customers or creating a marketing strategy or working with a company to create a marketing strategy is even better. So it's it's just allows you to just get used to use, realizing that the way to wealth isn't making money. The way to wealth is who can leverage their time the most. And uh, so let that sink in for a minute. It's uh, if you think about it, like I talked about with the employee, they're able to leverage their time more so they can make more money as employees. Same thing applies as a business owner. Those that can leverage their time more will create more wealth. Um, I look at sometimes these business owners that are still doing everything, especially in construction. You, you see it a lot where they're doing everything. And I thought, man, if they got hurt or something happened, the money halts, the money stops. And, uh, and I know one of the biggest pain points I'm hearing from business owners right now is we can't find employees. We can't have employees aren't sticking around. They're not motivated to work. Um, and I know obviously with unemployment that's out, it's making people not want to work. And it's just been really, really hard on business owners right now to have employees. And so we, we are just meeting with a lot of business owners right now that are just tired of it. And, but so the only way to really attract business like employees and get them to stay is you have to have a strong culture and you have to get them to rally behind your vision and give them more than just a paycheck. Um, it's really how you can create that depth and that that less turnover within your company. Uh, but the problem is, is that if you're niched and you're like, oh, OK, this is my niche in my company. But now I have a marketing department here and a tech department here and a HR department here and you're having all of these teams. You're no longer niched anymore because you're doing all of those departments. And then all of those departments require different personalities. You get one department figured out and then you hire a marketing team. And those are way different than your tech department. So you have to know how to learn how to run a tech department and how to run a marketing department. And so now you're trying to figure out all these personalities and, and mindsets and strategies. And and you can see how quickly your business gets to where it's no longer niched. Um, and so even with the very simple business model, it can get really complex really fast when you think of all the supporting functions that have to support a business. And so I just really am a big believer of outsourcing. Um, if you go to my earlier episodes, episode one, episode two, I talk about a concept called team sourcing and how um, the downfalls of just a, a VA type relationship or a one-to-one -one relationship of outsourcing. Uh, it's not scalable because if they leave 
it falls back on you. And also one-to-one, you're still having to be the expert in a lot of things. So you want to always outsource to a team, a company that's a one outsource partner that has small specialized teams. Like those are the questions you want to be asking. And because um, the more that it's all under one roof, that company can be more strategic and more innovative and really understand your vision better. Um, you're not having to explain your vision to, you know, three different outsourcing companies. So just it's really important to have uh, as you grow and you scale. And what's cool is they can scale and grow with you. So day one, um, they can be your partner. And the, the more you're with them, the longer you're with them, the more they're going to understand you. And uh, it's like, I think about my graphic designer. She like she is so amazing. Like we've been working together for, you know, over a year now. And, uh, and like, I rarely have to go back with edits anymore. She is like reads my brain. And uh, it's the coolest thing because she she takes this vision that I have and makes it better than I could ever visually represent it. And uh, and I'm such a visual person, so I love that. All right, I kind of went on a tangent, so let me see what my notes are and see if I'm missing anything. Um, all right, you know, business is hard. It takes hard work, and I just want to reiterate that. And I don't want you to think that business is easy. So when I do these podcasts, I'm not downplaying the, the difficulty of it. Uh, but there are simpler ways to have a business. And I've really spent the last 15 years looking for solutions for companies to simplify it. And um, and it, it's this year has really exasperated even more the model that I've built. And, and I realized that how much people need this. And I feel called to give this to the world and, and get this out to you. So... Uh, with that, like I developed a concept called team sourcing, which is all under one outsource partner. You can have all of these specialized teams and departments that I was talking about and allows to be very strategic and innovative and creative. And like I said, you can start as much as large clients are easier for us. Like we have a Fortune 500 client and that is way easier than the startup and small business owner. I can guarantee you that. However, I love I am such a champion for the entrepreneur. And so we've always designed our model to be. Uh, to appeal to the startup and entrepreneurs and small business owners as well, all the way up to Fortune 500. You might be saying, how can you service Fortune 500 all the way down to a startup in your company? And the reason is, is because business is the same now, regardless of what size of company you have. And customers are demanding the same experience. Um, employees are demanding the same experience. And honestly, I almost feel like the small businesses get it more than sometimes the Fortune 500 clients or co- companies get it. Um, and the needs that are there, which is why we've seen some of them go under because they're not willing to adapt. And so the solutions we've built and the things that the customer journeys and the employee journeys that people want need to be the same no matter the size. So in a sense, we've brought enterprise level down to the startup. But sometimes I I, I chuckle saying that because you'd be surprised at how much start, um, large corporations don't do the things that I know they need to do. And um, so that's why I think we appeal so much to them as well is because they, they know that we can uh, keep them uh, more more modern, for lack of a better word. So, um, all right. Let's see. So I think, let me see if I got everything we need. Um, so when you outsource all that you know you can't do or shouldn't do or you don't feel called to do or you're not good at, like that is going to get you that independence so much quicker. And like I said, building that trust uh, right out of the gate, learning to let go right out of the gate um, and baby step it if you have to. Like know like you're, you struggle with it. It's like, okay, I'm going to start with this. 
and just baby step it. And then I, we sometimes get clients that are like, I'm all in. Like, let's just go. I want to just dump my entire model into you, into yours. And that's what's cool is you can actually, now I'm going to level, now I'm going to raise the bar here on what you could really do to gain financial independence through outsourcing. So I've always used this term. I want to teach companies how to autopilot their business. So what's cool about that is you can actually um, dump your model into our team sourcing model and get it to run on its own. And you can really say visionary, the, the true visionary and the innovative one. Doesn't mean we don't innovate and strategize as well, but you're obviously the, the, the one that holds that vision. And then what's cool is once you got that one going, you can go now and create another company and do the same. And now you're diversifying. Now you're leveraging time to the even more fullest extent. Um, and then as you start to build more cash flow, then you can go into investments and it just keeps growing and building. And, and now you're able to really, really leverage your, your wealth and uh, leverage your time. And uh, and that's really the secret and the key to uh, the most successful people. Most of them are business owners. If you just put them all out there in the world, the most successful, they're, they're business owners. Um, so it's really cool. I really feel um, that it's hard to do it all yourself anymore in-house. And so it's really important to, um, to be willing to, again, let go and baby step that in. So um, again, the trade-off between time and money, it always analyze it, always think about it. And this is just what I want to leave you with is, is realizing that the, tr- the way to true wealth is getting smarter with your time, not money. Um, so many of us just focus on the money. We focus on the money and then the money's not coming. And it's because we're thinking of the wrong things. Just like I always talk about focus on your purpose and then the money follows, you know, focus on leveraging your time, smart smartly leveraging your time you know obviously you want to tr- build use solutions that create wealth and, and financial things behind that but when you focus on that you're working smarter and you can do so much more faster and uh, the faster you can leverage your time and the faster you'll have financial independence um, so that's really the formula that's out there so all right that's all i have for you guys today thank you so much if you're interested in learning about team sourcing you can go to the center.com slash team sourcing and the center is spelled t-h-e-c-e-n-t-r dot com slash team sourcing all right love you guys i'll uh, see you on thursday no it doesn't have to be so hard no it doesn't have to be so hard Business in life made simple